0: Helen Mack, welcome. I've been wanting for so long to have you on Collective Conversations because we've known each other for years And every time I see you, you're always so bubbly and all of that. How can you stay so happy? Oh, thank you, Suzanne. It's lovely to be here and great to see you. It's really interesting. I
1: get that question a lot. I have been passionate about um, taking my attitude consciously for decades. And so it really is a conscious choice. So I I get dressed in the morning, and as you know, I tend to wear orange. And by making a conscious choice about what I'm wearing, I also put on my attitude. So I have a line where I say, it might not be sunny outside, but it's always sunny on the inside which sounds a bit trite but it really is a choice how do you want to turn up into rooms and I reckon there are some people who make who improve rooms when they leave and some who improve rooms when they walk in and I want rooms to be brighter and uh, more optimistic when I arrive in them
0: well, you certainly did that today. <laughs> so thank you. Uh, because, you know, we're stuck in the traffic and it's always the hustle and bustle to actually get to work. And sometimes you're not in the best of moods, but it made such a difference. You coming in and smiling and having that sort of conversation that was all positive.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? Because it doesn't, I, I agree with you that the conversation is positive and you know, I love your energy too. So we're kind of bouncing off each other, which is great. I think it's not necessarily about being positive. It's about a slightly different spin on that so I think we've been sold the wrong spectrum in terms of the way we develop our attitudes and this whole thing about positive thinking is actually has a negative impact and people go oh my god how can you not say that positive thinking is not a good thing the challenge is that positive thinking is just thinking there's no action imperative and so it's actually people think that they can just think their way to success No one has ever thought their way to success. You can only do it by taking action. And so optimism, which is my credo, has a built-in action imperative. It means to search for good, to search for the best possible outcomes. So if I'm just thinking, it's all going to be great, it might not be. But if I'm thinking, what can I do to make it great, and I take some baby steps, then I'm well on the way.
0: So it's not saying it's all going to be great, it's going to happen tomorrow. It's uh, a bit long-term than that. Well, exactly, because, I mean, really, good long-term success
1: doesn't happen overnight. No Sometimes it does for some lucky people, but for most of us, we actually have to work towards it. And the thing for me is that people get all caught up in setting goals. Now I I agree that you should think about where you want to go and think about your direction, but a lot of people spend too much time deciding on their goals and planning and working it out and by the time they've got to finished all that, the opportunity has shifted or changed because these days everything changes so fast. So my recommendation is have an idea of where you want to go and then go for it, take some action. And what will happen is the universe will give you feedback. If you're on target, it'll go, yay, go you good thing, keep going. And if you're not, things will get in the way, things will fall off, obstacles will come up and you'll go, oh, hang on, this is all feeling a bit difficult. Put your head up, have a look around. Am I still traveling in the right direction? Has the opportunity shifted? Have the people at play shifted? What's changed? What changes, what small changes do I need to make to get myself back on path and get myself back into momentum? And by making those small changes, you can make big
0: differences. That's interesting because going back to making those goals and people spending so much time on those goals, is that just an excuse, like a block? <laughs> you know, oh, I'm still working out my goals. Procrastination yes. by goal
1: setting. Yes. yes. I, I'm, not, I'm not procrastinating. I'm just working on my goals. I think you're right. I haven't actually thought about it like that, but I think you're right. I think people want to... I was talking to a woman just this morning who said, I want to make sure it's right before I take action and I'm thinking you may never get to the point of taking action because most of the work that we do is so complicated these days and you know all too well how complex all of the layers of business are If we try to make sure that everything is exactly lined up and perfect, we won't do anything. So sometimes getting it close enough, which some people listening to us will be going, what do you mean? No, it has to be perfect before I do anything. Just breathe. I don't mean lower your standards. I just mean get the minimum standard required to get it out there, whether it's the conversation, whether it's the product or the pilot program. What's the smallest deliverable that you can come up with? to get it out into the marketplace or to make some kind of forward movement.
0: That sort of makes sense as well because, uh, you know, it's again the fear of failure. And I think with our fast paced world and, you know, especially with all the social media around you, everyone seems to be so successful (laughs) and it stops from, you know, having a go, some people.
1: Because you see all these other people being fabulously successful at everything they do. You know, things like Facebook and Instagram and all of our lovely social media, which I love and and are really forces for good if they're used well, but they can undermine your confidence. It's like, well, if I can't do it as well as XYZ person is, then maybe I shouldn't try. If nobody tries new things, then we don't get any new outcomes. We really need to encourage people to take those baby steps.
0: Now, you talk about optimism, and another phrase that uh, I really like that you use is uh, reinvention is not an option, it's an imperative.
1: Absolutely. So one of my passions at the moment is what I call team reinvention. So the old way of teams where the boss said, do this, and everyone said, yes, boss, then you know leapt to, to, to um, fill, fulfill their every need that's gone the old command and control system has gone so if businesses are not reinventing themselves if individuals are not reinventing themselves then they're falling behind so it's no longer an option oh we might redo this or we might reinvent this we need to be constantly looking for what's the next best way I can do this and even podcasts are an example of that what's the next best way we can get information out it used to be we were talking about this just earlier it used to be you had to write a book now what about we just do it in bite sized pieces that people can take in on their busy days and still get that information without having to kind of sit down in the corner and do the research so reinvention has to be part of our everyday breathing not just something that we do as a project
0: now is reinvention another word for
1: change I think they run parallel. So, uh, change requires reinvention, and reinvention requires change. So, um, when I'm working with a business that is looking to do something different, one of the things we look at, like whether they want to be more profitable or grow faster or stabilise their growth and sort of um, stabilise their, their business status, what we look at is how, what can we reinvent? But it's really important that reinvention is not about throwing out everything, it's about what can we reuse what can we repurpose what can we uh, what and what do we in fact need to completely redesign and reconfigure it's not just about okay everything out we're going to do
0: everything in a new way so when you go into a company and uh, you take on that challenge of helping them and you talk about teams how do you actually work? Is it getting the uh, management first in line or is it to get everyone in line? How do, what's it's the steps? It's a bit of both. So what
1: I find in most cases is that most managers are much better at doing the doing than they are at managing other people doing the doing. So most managers are have been great at what the business is all about and business owners are the same. So they started business because they're really good at something and then they find that they can't do it all. So they have to bring some more people in. And managing people rewarding and acknowledging their progress um, adjusting their performance is is a skill that we're not taught a lot so i work with i do work with the managers and the, and the business owners but then we also need to get down into the into the trenches and get the teams all aligned and facing in the same direction so i love working with the managers and the business owners who know where they want to go i can just help them get there faster and i can help their teams come along with them
0: how do you get them in the same direction
1: It's about making sure that everyone really understands what that direction is. In my experience, what often happens is that the business owners or the managers have, they know where they're going, but they're not very good at clearly articulating that to their team members. So part of what I do is help the managers articulate that to the team, and then we do a number of activities to help them move forward together and have some reward and recognition for that process. Reward the people who are travelling with you and have consequences for the ones who maybe don't want to come along for the ride.
0: Now, when you talk about reward and recognition, it's not just, you know, giving them more money. Yeah, correct. So money is a good, is,
1: is a motivator, but it's not a major motivator. And in fact, what they've discovered is that more money is not necessarily more motivating. It's just that not enough money is demotivating. So you've got to pay people enough to get them to turn up happily. But then there's a whole heap of other things, and um, that's a whole different conversation. But my um, attitude is you can't have standard reward and recognition because what, you, what, what switches you on and makes you go, yes, I want to do that, and what me and anyone else, we're all different. And so you can't do a blanket approach. You have to be very customised in your approach. So think for, for, the, for our listeners, think about your individual team members and what is it that makes them happy? What could? How could I help them? Help them do that without necessarily paying them more money?
0: But that'd also be having the conversations with them too and knowing oh no, a bit more really about talking them. Talking to your team yes.
1: members. What? <laughs> what are you suggesting? Good grief, that Not just exactly. sending emails. Just no, Getting you know, to know them. Sitting down with them and getting to know them and finding out what rocks their
0: what rocks their world and and helping them do more of that. In today's workforce, there's a whole lot more different age groups and uh, diversity. How does that affect what you do as far as getting everyone on the one page? One of the biggest challenges
1: we have is that there's a lot of business owners and managers in the world at the moment who haven't grown up through that. So younger managers maybe see a bit more of the diversity and the gender differences and the generational differences, but a lot of the older managers, when they grew up, when they were coming up through the ranks,
0: there weren't even women in the workforce.
1: So... Um, Often it's about helping people understand that diversity is the way our world is and so we need to reinvent the way that we approach that. And even checking in on language. What kind of language do we use to describe things? Do we always talk about he in the workplace? Do we assume that senior people are male? Do we assume that everyone's heterosexual? Um, How do we make sure that the language in our workplace on a daily basis adjusts to this new world order?
0: Well, gender-neutral uh and you know even in babies' names and things Mm. like that that's becoming so much more prevalent at the moment as well
1: it's very tricky and i think it's interesting many many moons ago i remember traveling in europe and that back then they had bathrooms that were just bathrooms so if you're male or female you just use the bathroom and i still have a memory of being in a cafe where the ladies toilets were all full and the gents toilets the urinal was busy but the uh, the the cubicles were empty and so the attendant was putting females into the cubicles in the cuz all you were seeing was the back of the men and and there were a couple of people who weren't from Europe who were just going I can I can't go into a male toilet well we all go to the toilet the same way now we've gone into <laughs> toilet humor Suzanne, which is really terrible <laughs> I don't <laughs> but, but that's we need to have an attitude that let's make sure that we're inclusive that our language that our approach and that our systems and processes allow for all kinds of parts of the of the human race. Now,
0: this is showing my age, but we will go back to that toilet humour. Um, Ali McBeal, yes. the episode, you know, that was the first time when it was the sort of on TV, the sharing the toilets, so uh-huh. when that conversations would happen in the toilet around um, the basin. Around, yes. 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 Well, I was at uh, lunch the other day, just around here, and it was a co-ed toilet. And suddenly this guy walked in and I'm washing my hands. And went, oh, oh, but it was quite you know just it's even confronting if it you're is. not used
1: to it, and I think that same your same shock value is the same shock value that's happening at board level these days where the person the woman who walks in the door is not bringing the tea she's bringing her expertise and her IP to the table um, the the new legislation around uh, e- uh, gender diversity in boards is going to shake up a whole heap of people and some of them are going to respond the same way you did when the bloke walked into the toilet yes.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Helen. And tell me, though, if people want to find out more, where do they go?
1: Uh, very simple. My website is helenmack.com. If they'd like to send me an email, it's helen at helenmack.com, and I'd love to hear from any of your listeners that think that I could make a difference to their reinvention.